welcome, welcome, welcome. Another day. Here we are, wherever you are. Do I have my Asha here? Welcome, a loving welcome to everyone. Thank you, special thank you to Q and Don from BBS for creating this opportunity. You're not mine, so I just want to let you know that you're not mine, but you're all of us. I'll I'll work on some new material all the time, but <laughs> for the first the first thing I've got to say is I love you. Ah, doesn't that feel good? Nothing better. Oh, that feels so good. Well, show's over, so we can go home now. That explains everything. Explain. We're done. We're done. We got it all done. We can go home. Um, Let's see. I'm going to put a quick buzz in about the last part of the show. Let's see. Project Review with Q, the last. So we're doing doing house. Is that what you do in the radio show? You call it housekeeping? Okay, whatever. So Project View with Q, we do have a guest coming on to present their project. Um, so stay tuned for that and you get kind of get a taste for um, how things are moving along there. And, uh, and uh, I think uh, today we're going to talk a little bit more about, unfortunately, me, aren't we? Fortunately, we are. Okay, I'm I'm really nervous, so bear with me. And I do have a very large family of larrikeets around me today, so uh, that's my soft, uh, indirect suggestion to get in nature. So I don't contradict myself, even though I'm on a technology device. Um, But I am so stoked today because I think we came really well prepared to just really nail my ass today. Is that is that correct? If you want to put it that way, I'm going to be very gentle, okay. but very direct. Okay. All right. Well, we're due, we're due for some answers, and um, I'm happy to be that person. And I encourage everybody to take from me whatever you want and get rid of whatever you don't want, because everything is unlimited and everything is possible uh, simultaneously. And uh, I'm not budging on that statement. And with great care great respect and appreciation for that statement. Uh, I will do my best to give you uh, uh, the information that uh, you request of me, Asha, and and you are the seer of all truth. And uh, we commend you for all the work you do for us um, uh, indirectly and directly. And can't thank you enough for the webpage for the people.space. It's, uh, I'm sorry to call you out, but you're just you're just doing an incredible job, and uh, we know how things work now. And I'm happy to um, sit on the hot seat. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Today, I would like to name the show: Light, Dark, the Enchanting Light of the Dark, and how the heck did we get here? You saw that coming, huh? <laughs> I knew this was coming. I knew this was coming. So uh, the bus ticket thing was only going to go so far. So I, kn- I knew this was coming. All right, I got the wrong bus ticket. Isn't going to work anymore. I got it. <laughs> so why don't we begin with your description of the light? Um. So I'd like to focus that on um, this universe, if you don't mind. 
So this, this universe is very unique in that it's simultaneous. There's, there's no, there's no rules. We've said it, we've talked about it on the shows many times. There's no rules. There's no regulations. There's no referees. There's just all of us, all that is, all that will ever be. And the light has uh, instantaneous uh, creativity whenever, wherever, however. And that's why you'll hear me say the biggest crime uh, on this planet would be telling somebody what they are, where they are, and how they are. Because we're just right now. Everything I said is already gone. Even I get tired of saying it. So the light is almost identical to a drop of water. And it's instantaneous. No, there's no deliberation in its creative force. It is a creative force that is instantaneous, continuous, never-ending. Did that answer your question? Beautifully, thank you. And yet it's so much deeper than that, correct? So the beings of light, source, existed before any universe, and the initial universes of light were our imagination. Is that correct? That is correct. So, so now when we look at the rest of the universes, we may, we may have wanted to have some rules, some regulations, some boundaries, some tolerances. And so uh, prior to the universe in its conception, if you like that, there might have been time-bound issues, time-bound desires, time-bound creative forces. Uh, so that's why this universe is so amazing because it has everything all the other universes has. So prior to a universe's creation, you are continuously as one. You are one being, if you like that term, and then you can extrapolate, sort, uh, silo, compartmentalize. You can go individually. You can go collectively. That's going to that's gonna open up a whole can of worms, isn't it? <laughs> Thank you for that. Now, at some point, the illusory, our imagination, our creation with our imagination, became solid. Would you like to describe that? Define solid. We, let's say, developed the experience of a physical reality that was not as illusory. Ah, very good. So, um, when when we look at a, a, a nice word to play with is is evolution in in that context. Um, did we want to did we want to observe the dream and or the imagination that could be? Or did we want to go participate in the dream and the imagination we have is the question you just asked me. That is so brilliant. Thank you. Exactly. So here is what God is. Go ahead and touch your forehead. I've said it a thousand times. And that is God who is touching my forehead. That is all God is. All source is. All the light is. Is an expression of the experience of the dream, of the inspiration of the creativity. It's uh, so simple, it's difficult, isn't it? Yes. Let's expand on that and 
if there's any difference you would say in light and creation, if there's any different way of explaining those two, if possible, could you elaborate on that? So you're telling me there's a delta between the light and creativity? I cannot. There is none. Excellent. Thank you. So on the creation light ship, is that light ship overseeing all of existence or this universe only? The creation light ship, the way we, if you like, the way we come into a universe does have an overview. And it's really for, you might want to call it somewhat of a prioritized sorting process because uh, it is nice to have, let's say, uh, an awareness of direction. And yes, the creation lightship is uh, unanimous in every single universe. This is how we come into existence in somewhat of a format, but very, very loose with that word, please. This is how it works. Excellent. Was there a moment, not that there's time in existence, but was there a happening where all of the universes that the groups of spirits and individual spirits created all merged into one vast universe, or what we call that is what existence is? Yeah, go ahead and give me a give me a model, give me an idea. I'll, I'll go I'll go rich with this one if you give me a little more of a picture how how you're framing the the the, the sentence. Well, there could be two very different experiences. The first experience of more of the illusory universes where mm-hmm. spirits would create themselves or in groups create and play within the illusion. And then there's also the more physical reality of universes. Can we first begin with that? For example, the illusory came first, if there's if we're gonna say there's time in existence, which there which there isn't, but let's say there was one that existed that led to another. Uh, I see. Very good. Thank you. Um, yeah, the words are very confusing to me because they put us in compartments, so forgive me. Um, when, um, so it would appear you're looking for a starting point of our creative force, correct? Where does it start, so to speak, or how does it begin? How did we disseminate between the two? Is that what you're saying? We can go there. Let's go there first. Okay. So mo, mo, the if we were going to put a boilerplate to it, a template to it, it might l- look like uh, instantaneously. So remember, it's not. There's no time continuum. There's no timelines. There's no time boundaries. There's only excitement, and so that excitement could grow from what you're calling the illusory to the deliverable. In this case, uh, we'll use Earth as an example, a frequency band in which 
you can recognize yourself in something, a tree, a bird, a rock, a human, whichever. That illusory band that you're talking about from the, the event of creative force does not have, regardless of universe, does not have any delay whatsoever. Does that help? That's exactly. Thank you very much. You described yep. it very well. Very well. So it's spontaneous. So the Big Bang theory is incorrect. Right. Because there's a delineation of time. There's no time bounce here. Thank you. Now, the creation lightship, it has the blueprint for every spirit ever created. Is that correct? Every, every Merkaba, every possible e- equation, every possible geometric patterning of your light is completely recognizable, identifiable, understood from the creation lightship point of view, correct? Thank you. And have you ever known the creation lightship to create a dark Merkaba? It's never started as a dark Merkaba. That's correct. Excellent. Thank you. Very important point. So when we move from all the beings created in light in this illusory field of play and we move into denser experiences, at what point or at what event would you say the dark entered? When uh, all that is, all that will ever be, gets to uh, create, um, as I've said, um, in this universe, you have everything. So if, if you want to go kick your little brother, you can. And the reaction will be uh, the pain, etc. cetera. Um, the little brother wants t- to kick you back. And there is the example of emotional darkness, in this case, driven by a very emotional being in an an emotional environment. The duality that I'm exemplifying there is that some days you would like to create maybe a rainy day is the one I use over and over again. And you don't like a perfect sunny day every day. Maybe you would like a little rain once in a while. And that storm, well, it, that you created, it traveled to the next, the next township, and now they're experiencing a storm. And it grew from there. Some people preferred storms. Some people preferred sunny days. In this case, we're going to talk about humans. In our creative force, our, our capacity as gods, that's what we're doing here. We're dreaming about this state we would like to prefer, we will assume. So that rainy cloud, that kicked brother, they either grew or they shrank. Either way, it created potentially the beginning of darkness, as you're calling it. Does that make sense? Thank you. Excellent answer once again. Now, this universe is all possibilities, which gives us that choice to choose darkness. Are there other universes like this, or is this unique? There are several that are very close, and that's why this universe was created. 
because we realized that would be all of you that are listening. We realized that we want more unlimitedness. Who is to play God is not in our vocabulary. Who is going to give us boundaries? Why would we be all that is and not be all that is? Uh, as, as flip as it sounds, the, the other universes might have a little different color, maybe only one type of human, only one type of bird, or maybe one type of, of a feline, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that's, that, that's, the why, that's why this universe is so, so coveted and so massively exciting. Thank you. The birds behind you are getting quite excited. <laughs> yes, we have. My relationship is growing with them. Well, I can hear it. Thank you for that answer. Now, this planet was given somewhat of guardianship, let's say, through the Galactic Federation. And the Creation Lightship established that guardianship, is that correct? Uh, not necessarily, but definitely a subset in, in direct communication. Um, the Galactic Federation, and count, I prefer councils, but nobody recognizes that term. Um, they, they have so much tenure, you must realize um, the creative forces here are... Uh, do have do have some boundaries depending on where you go in in this universe, and some of them are greatly appreciated even by me um, in maybe overlooking duality and when we observe things we don't prefer. So the the councils serve a very high purpose in many regards as it relates to the creativity and primarily the creativity of planets. And so when you abuse a planet, you're in a lot of trouble with the councils for starters, uh, because they recognize it as a peer, it's a being. And we can start there and go on forever about them. I have great respect for many of the council members and I don't do well with many of the council members in, in at least singularity. Uh, but go ahead, please. That's a great question. I could talk about it all day. And it's a very important topic because those councils that have tenure that have been here a very long time, they may not be in a body down here simultaneously. So you are here to report to them the experience of humanity and what, we, what we're going through. Is that correct? Right. So they rely on... Um, uh, we're we're calling the English thing bilocation. They're relying on bilocation to be a support service. Hey, what's going on down there might be one statement. Um, uh, how does it work? Why why do you have no limitations there? Why are there so many restrictions in your human body? How did it work? So everything I observe, uh, as I've mentioned many times, is being bounced to all all the maps. So I'm I'm an open book to a tremendous volume of individuals in the universe. And you're now receiving that information through your gateways too. So these are, these are conscious uh, gateways. They're, uh, they always work. Once you see the truth and everything and bounce it back to yourself, the, the game's up. 
And that's what you're experiencing right now. Uh, if I'm here, the game's up and a lot of tensions on all of you. And it's uh, with great care. I say this, we, we are going to get a lot of help here, but it's, it's my job to touch, feel, listen, understand for many of these councils because they may prefer to be at a different frequency, another dimension, if you like that word, and so forth. And so that's why, that's why the, there is light beings here. I'm not in time with you. I'm out of time. It's, it's a, it, I know it's a tough concept for a lot. So I, I get in here and I go play with you and, I, and everything I experience goes back to them. Does that make sense? Deep, deep gratitude for you being here and all you've done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so uh, what, what's incredible is that you, somehow you recognize that on your own, the, the, but we know the somehow part, don't we? <laughs> thank you. Yeah. And uh, so as you see, whoever's listening, Asha, uh, that is not her complete name, is a seer of all truth. So she's a great example of genetics that have the ability, uh, have uh, less restrictions in her abilities. And so this is what you're all going to get as well. We just are using more of light, more source to live our lives. And, th- and that's why I'm here predominantly, is to be a transition uh, helper, for this, because it, it, at least in this type of human, it's it's quite a change. It's it's a huge spread here between where we're going and where we're at. If I was a standardized uh, human, but I'm I'm here to help. That's why I'm here. And thank you. You are doing a spectacular job. Thank you for your patience and your love and your compassion. Thank you. <laughs> now, one of the contentions from my perspective, that humanity has been experiencing before you were here was the, let's say, the upper hand that the dark had, which is very, very misunderstood, and perhaps nobody on Earth besides the light beings, such as yourself and Ron Amatron and Princess Diana, would comprehend the history to make sense of that might be impossible to actually cover that today. But what you have just described heals that in many respects. So what we're going through right now is, would you say, going to eliminate the previous contention and the feeling of being victimized? Right. Um, Perfect. Thank you so much. Um, Victimized. Yes. So looking backwards, we're really good at that, wouldn't you say? Oh, we're so good at it. I could start a blog. I could start a for the people dot space thing, and I, th- I, I could show. Anyway, we, the uh, the victim is quite interesting to me because I see us as incredibly powerful. It, I I didn't know it existed until. Um, I would experience it. A great, a great segue. The victimization here is exclusively from the brain. Um, the brain uh, 
if I was to 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 point the finger at one gross salutation, a, a, a true solution is stop thinking, uh, and then you're not something, and then start creating, and then you will be what you want to be. Is it gets it's tiring to say it over and over again, but it's really the only solution you have is to stop thinking about the past. How could you be a victim? If I'm the poster child for torture here, how is it that I'm still surviving in a physical body and or simul-continuously? Um, it's, I, I want to be the greatest coach of ever, of, of evermore is just stop thinking, stop remembering. And it's not easy when you have such an epigenetic recording system. I didn't say it was easy. But it, what is memory really for? It doesn't serve a purpose when you have all of your knowledge through your heart, through the core of, of source. You have so much more knowledge than what's in your books on this planet. I hope that helps. Beautiful. This might be a very helpful time to bring up DNA. So DNA, as we were spirits, we had no DNA, yet we had the awareness of all that is. And then could you express what purpose DNA serves in this, let's say, this reality? Uh, yeah, very good. So, yes, you did not have DNA. You did not have a brain before you came into this physical body. And uh, DNA, if I was to standardize uh, DNA in the human body, this version of humans, it has, it's a... Uh, it's, uh, for the most part, a governor for the volume. It's an annealment system of your spirit, a transmitter for your spirit, and a governor for the volume of spirit you'll recognize. And light, uh, your Merkaba, mer- whichever you like. So th- that does not do it justice either. But that's, that, that'll be the three points I would favor we talk about is, is why can't I get all of me in me is what I just said. And why is that? And do we need this? <laughs> because you don't. And uh, the DNA should be uh, a, a pure funnel for you to recognize your consciousness, your knowledge, your source, your, your light. And then the brain would uh, observe the knowledge, translate the knowledge, and then you'd go execute it regardless of what planet, what dimension you're on. Does that make sense? I love it. Very, very good. The immaculate conception was a term really describing illuminating the DNA from a body that a light being was going to inhabit so that they could receive all of their light. Is that correct? You're you're really good at this. You are so good at this. You should you should get a job doing this. Maybe there's a radio like, show somewhere. <laughs> yeah, we should do this. Outstanding. Okay, do it one more time. Reframe it if you, if you don't mind. God, that's that's really funny, and no one gets that. If you don't mind, <laughs> um, <clears throat> I, it's like it's like I'm pulling teeth here. Okay, uh, <laughs> the. Uh, yeah, just form it a little bit differently. I, I got I got some good information for you, but if you if you just 
kind of get me in a little more of a compartment. Is that okay? Sure. So let's take the body of Jesus. In order for Jesus, that vehicle, that the multiple light beings from source were able to flow through to help our earth at that time, what did the creation lightship do to that body? Okay, so, um, uh, you know, of, of course, of course, uh, Mr. Lucas, Mr. Spielberg did their best to explain that to you um, in what I, I always call out Spielberg, uh, positive or negative. It doesn't, we, we won't judge anybody, but they did do a good job in Star Wars of saying how did, how did um, a child get born when there was no father? Well, that's exactly, you just described the, the power of the desire and inspiration of creativity. Uh, I want to go be some. So uh, this version of humans is really the issue to this question and or examining this question. Two thousand Prior to 2,000 years ago, our bodies were so, uh, had, had so uh, few restrictions, you could be, more than one person in a given month, a given year. Um, you pointed your finger and you were that person, as an example. Um, not even that much work was put into it. So when I talk about it, we are all one, I'm really not kidding. You, you had more capacity and or less restrictions of DNA, and so you would have more recognition of yourself and or more light in you. No identity. The identity is the trick here. So the more volume of light you'd have would be more volume of all of us in one being. And that's why many people recognized being uh, Jesus or, or Buddha, because we had more, and that's why we could enlighten each other much easier than two, because one person, there was more degrees of uh, bandwidth. You're seeing it now today. Some people are waking up, some people aren't. Um, that is a greater restriction on this version of human. But imagine if it was tenfold 2,000 years ago, the people waking up would look like a much grander volume of light, which could be now recognized in singularity today, not then. Does that make sense? Lovely. Very well done. To be a little bit more specific for some that might be a little bit more mentally oriented, the body of Jesus had to be supported by removing some of the hindrances in order to of DNA in order to make it the perfect vehicle for the light beings from source. Is that accurate? The model does that. I I would agree that there was a template to allow that. Correct. So immaculate conception, we could say that's the creation of light. But was there also a sexual loving act to create that body between a man and a woman? The, the, the sexual intention would not be physical, though. That is correct. Was there any physical interaction whatsoever between a man and a woman to create that body no and yes very difficult what's very the difficult answer? to answer the uh, <laughs> i was gonna get nailed today 
And the birds stopped singing just for my answer. <laughs> the, uh, they want to hear too. <laughs> the conception was not genetically, it was from light. So I could make love to uh, my partner and the heartfelt desire to share light would be the conception you're talking about. So even to this day, we're confused by the orgasm when we when we procreate, we mate, we make love, we cherish, we assume each other. That power has nothing to do with physicality and or genetics. It's far more powerful than your physical relationship with orgasm. It has nothing to do with it. That is a, currently a result of your physicality now, but that's not the way it used to be. Does that make sense? Yes, and yet at the same time, some beings who do have a sexual explosion, it is in 100% light, even now on this planet. That's correct. So... Uh, most light beings merge with each other and can create conception and can do it in physicality. I can tell you I could merge with, um, I, it was no problem merging with the mermaid halfway around the world. But it's because we have that knowledge already. Uh, things of that nature. Uh, we could talk about it for, for days. It's, it's just natural for us to merge. The, the issue that comes about um, here so far from my observation is the brain is, is uh, very capable of channeling thought, which confuses that, this conversation tremendously. Because we were working with our visualization of intrinsics through the brain. And the channeling is the most dangerous thing you can do to a physical being here would be my assessment. And I concur. It's allowing something that might not be your own light. You, you can actually see the, how, how good the dark is with propaganda of lust. And that's, that's why you have so much visualization of sensuality, which has been stolen from our true sensuality, which comes from our heart and our core. And, and I can't wait to, to go deep into that conversation and re, revisit our opportunity to love each other in a more comprehensive way that isn't necessarily uh, from the brain. It's through the observation of the brain, possibly. We, we, get, we get to experience from our heart, and then we see the experience through our brain. No, nothing more, nothing less would be my assessment. If everyone can listen to that part over and over again in the recall, it, it'll start to make a lot more sense. It's a lot to take in, but thank you very much for that. Thank you. Now, coming back to the DNA, the body that you are currently in, you yourself, as you increase your light, you are, could we say that you are eliminating any DNA hindrances? 
so the more uh, the more I'm in physicality, that is true, the, and that's that's how it works for all of us. So the more we recognize ourselves, the less the DNA will restrict and or you can change, you can grow it, you can shrink it, you can do whatever you want. Uh, but it's the self-recognition of, of your your light body coming into physicality, and you can do whatever you want with this body. And that's why I'm, I'm a little heavy-handed on everybody wanting to run to a healing bed. Uh, you already have a healing bed. It's in your heart right now. Exactly. Great point. So if we want to expand spiritually, we increase our light, which let's say, I guess we could say, use this term, it sort of turns off any DNA that would block the light or moves it aside so that more of our light can activate. Is that accurate? Absolutely. It, unfortunately, as, as tiring as these words get, uh, I say it over and over, it's just like working out at the gym. The more you, you, you use it, it, it will come into you. And that's why... Um, we created simple terms that we would support and, and suggest you turn into your own terms. But when you command your spirit out loud verbally to increase your life force energy, you're really doing it. And if you do it as we all hear me, feel me, that's how it happens. It's just so simple. It's tricky. It's difficult from what you've been taught. I'm, I'm so sorry that there's so much propaganda and dogma, even in your spiritual communities. All you, 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 get, you get this incredible power to talk to source whenever you want, whenever you want, however you need to. Uh, when we're at these lower densities or frequencies, if you like, whichever words you like, you can you can do it all day long. So anything that you've, as you mentioned earlier, you're victimized by, it's already gone. It's all gone. That's my great encouragement. And that's why the song, uh, this, this good day fits, doesn't it? Perfectly. Of course. Thank you for sharing that. So just to recap, the more you grow your light, the less you're using DNA. Yeah. I mean, that's why your days are always perfect, right? Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I got you back. Gotcha. So conversely, to help people comprehend DNA a little bit more, we could go to a movie and activate DNA. So let's say DNA is part of our family lineage. So let's say someone 200 years ago was stabbed to death. And we go to a movie and we see someone stabbed to death. That could activate the fear and terror in that DNA and therefore hinder our light flow. Would you like to share anything about that? Yeah, so I've done a good job now to stair-stepping. Now, uh, DNA is a uh, in the natal system, uh, natal chart system in your medical industries is uh, uh, will stay very rudimentary here, but it's, it's designed to be an epigenetic recording system. We talked about, so we can put 
uh, I've spoken on, uh, maybe it's been over a year now, but the, the reason they're building, processing, constructing um, humans that have been tortured is now that DNA can favor torture dark. Um, we can make more um, really mean people on the planet. I, I'm tempted to say a lot of the names, but anyway, I can make more black magicians, more darkness with DNA as an example. I can make more um, weak minded people with DNA. I can, I can turn you into almost anything if I have the right, right sorting of DNA, if you will, siloing of DNA. Um, I'm just now, what I've just said to you is I'm just sorting the volume of light you're going to get through you and what type of light, believe it or not. So there's a color code to it, a frequency code. Uh, these geneticists are very, very good at making humans exactly with this exact volume of light they want to get through and the type of light they want to get through. Is that what you were seeking? Yes, exactly. Perfect. So could we say that if you do activate DNA, you could have more physical abilities, but less spiritual ability from your heart is that accurate yes yes you're being tricked if uh, if your desire is to have 12 strands of dna not to take away much of the value of that at the same time so we we've had people off planet interplanet talk about i need 12 strands there is truth in that that would be a, a bit so remove numerology is the first issue numerology is all alien technology don't put a number to the volume of dna that would enhance you make it clean make it like a a straight tube would be one way to look at it possibly a a pipe that doesn't have uh rifling in it so to speak it doesn't have any uh, doesn't have any fins it's nothing stopping it does that, does that make sense? Perfect sense. Very good. Thank you. What do you feel might happen if the original geneticists that tampered with the DNA to allow this version of human to have maybe only two strands, what do you feel might happen if they came back here and said through channels, we're going to activate your DNA and give you 24 strands of DNA so you can be super powerful and defeat the dark? How many people would that believe that? Everyone's going to jump on board and they're going to get a facelift and they're going to get a tummy tuck and they're going to get breast implants and, and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, yeah. So that, that's the, the real game going on here is who is going to play God with this version of humans. Um, and, and that's one of the, one of the reasons I'm here is wouldn't we want to do it organically? Wouldn't we want to evolve? And have a great, great party at the end, the way we want to? That that might be a question for all of us. Very good question, yes. And people do have the choice between having all these physical, intellectual powers, which could end them on 
one of those experiences like the planets you've told us about where they're so smart, they have no interest whatsoever in the ascension. They just are very happy with where they are, which means they're choosing limitation from the perspective of spirit, which is infinite and expansive and can be anywhere, do anything. So those are choices that are, it's important that people know what they're getting into. Would you like to add anything further? Yeah, I'm, I'm just mesmerized by my favorite bird. Like, yet to see, I hear it, I hear it. I have yet to see it yet. Okay. Um, being on a planet where everyone has an IQ where you cannot measure it, being in a, in a body with an IQ that you cannot measure it, is far more difficult than living in a body on planet Earth. And I'll tell you why. Uh, you think you know everything. And you do. <laughs> so knowing everything is about creativity and you don't want to be creative is now the real question. You just, you, the gig's up, so to speak. And um, the boundaries that you create in a body where you know everything, of course, you don't know anything if you know everything. Because you, would, you, would, you, you have to start at the point in which the light is always in perfect peace. And it, it's, it's quite interesting. We can actually see some of the greatest gurus on our planet are representing that. And then they teach you a modality that has nothing to do with anything more than their perception of the modality. That might be one way to look at what it's like to be on another planet. And there being, you'll, you'll most likely when I speak, you will remember what it's like to know everything. That's why there's so many people when they wake up and they're like, God, I remember being so much smarter. Well, that's true. Well, if you don't have an appreciation and respect in, in a dualistic environment, so this is not a, this is not a compartment of a way, this is not an opinion of the way things work comprehensively in the universe. But as a mammal and as a human, the real wisdom is freedom, just complete freedom to experience and express yourself. So the minute you put any boundary, any binders on the freedom to be anything is really how I view your question. You get to do whatever you want, whenever you want, who cares? The, the super intelligent, supposedly planets and or mammalins, humans type of type of being, um, the minute there is rules, it's wrong. It, it is is potentially a judgment of 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 limitation. Does that help? Always, always helpful. And if we look at beings on this earth that we might perceive as dark, those beings may have, most likely have, a lot of DNA activated. They have all their memories. They have maybe vehicles that are quite dynamic. And we look at them and all the power they've had, and we see them turning on each other. They cannot be faithful to each other. They cannot see the future. 
They cannot outrun the light that they are losing. So that's an example of beings that have chosen activating lots of DNA, lots of ego, lots of mental ability, which is dark ability. The heart has wisdom, which is light. It's very, very different. Then that gives you a better idea of the choices. Yes, it is. It, uh, I'm, I'm continuously um, failing with the understanding observation, uh, observation of, of, of ego uh, is equally as important because of, that's all brain energy. That's all mind energy. And so ego has different uh, dialects, believe it or not, uh, in other beings ever. Um, you can actually look at it in, from your animals to you here. Uh, where where most ego is appreciated is your defensive systems. Um, your heart, your heart, your spirit uh, competes in this version of humans with primarily the, the emotion, the very emotional body you're in. All of us are in tremendously emotional bodies, except for the ones that have been constructed not to be emotional. Very key statement there. And when you don't have emotions, um, things get uh, different for you. Um, but primarily, the best tool I have found in this type of body is confusion. Because yeah, that proves that your spirit's going, I don't think I should do that. And the brain says, but we need that thing. So I should go into the cave and, and get the gold. But there's a bear in there, your heart says. <laughs> no, but I want that gold, goddammit. Funniest thing I've ever said. Perhaps okay. everyone. <laughs> no one understands the Jesus, goddammit, swear word stuff. I don't get it. Okay. Anyway, I'm the only one that should be able to use these words, right? Yes, absolutely. Everybody, everyone's stealing it from me. Okay. Anyway, the. Uh, the, the confusion emotion is really one to play with. So when you get confusion, I really encourage everybody to really examine it. Why am I confused about a situation I had with my wife? Why am I confused about your, your heart will go, I, I don't think I'm supposed to be with my wife. And, and I'm sorry to tell you this, but the way we picked our relationships uh, 30 and 40 years ago might not be the same way you pick them today if you are going through the process. So it's, it's all of our relationships with everything. Confusion works really well, is, is a glitch, in these, and, the, and they know it, in uh, this, this manipulation of this type of human. So I encourage some of these emotions, these negative, might be viewed as negative emotions, that you can learn from them very quickly, wouldn't you say? Absolutely, and we can go a little deeper with that. Both the light and the dark can rise above emotion. So if we are being a great light and we're increasing our light, we will become more of an observer. So we might see, okay, I love this being, but it's not conducive to my spirit, and therefore it won't be conducive to theirs. But there's no real emotion. There, there will be an emotion that you are aware of. Whereas with the dark, they could also have emotion. Let's look at Darth Vader which we're going to touch on next. So Darth Vader went to the dark side because of anger. So 
But there are also some dark beings that are AI and they don't have emotion. Therefore, they can kill heartlessly. Would you like to expand on that? Yes. I, I, I'm, I'm working on my Yoda. And so um, <laughs> I got to practice. Yeah, I got to practice. Let's see. Let's see. Now. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see if I can do this. This sucks. I'm on the radio. I have to practice. On the radio. Oh, you can do okay. it. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Mm, much fear in him. I see. Mm-hmm. Much fear. Mm. Only fear breeds darkness, doesn't it? Mm. He thinks so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. That's how it works. That's how it works. You got it right. Um, so. Uh, the so if I was could categorize the emotional bands that do breed more uh, emotional bands of the, this category. So uh, when when you favor doubt, un, when you're unsure, um, you're scared. Um, I don't think I can recover from this cold. I'm so sick. These kind of things. Um, I don't think I can do it. Um, um, the, it just grows into that direction when you favor your inspiration, your excitement, and or observing emotions. That's when you know you're doing it right. So you don't have to be the emotions would be one um, objective point of view. So where did I get the emotions? They're not you. They came from outside yourself. Every time you look at an emotion uh, that is negative, you'll always see it did not come from you. And what I mean not come from you, it'll be from your memory. It'll be from your his, his, historical memory system called epigenetics. It'll come from a transmitter from a radio. It'll come from your neighbor. It'll come from a radio. It'll come from your cell phone continuously. That's why you have a cell phone. It's to continuously keep you in the past. So the 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 dark is very good at creating a genetic model to uh, enable and enhance that. Does that make sense? Very good. As always, very good. Just to give an example. When I was a very, very small child, I saw a picture of a being that was a human, but not of the same race as I was. I was three years old and I was terrified of it, not because it looked different, but because in my epigenetics, there was some sort of trauma connected to that race. So as I grew, I purposefully sought out people of that race to interact with them to see what it was about. And I found wonderful people, some of my very dearest friends now, and it it dissolved the fearful epigenetics. So when you see something that creates a strong emotion, if you see it that way and say, how can I overcome this? You can't. And that will dissolve the DNA. It has no power over you, meaning when it's dissolved, I mean, it has no power over your spirit anymore. Would you like to comment on that? Yes, that's perfectly put. Um, how did you dissolve it? By loving these beings out of authentic interaction from my heart, realizing there was nothing. You know, the awakening, the the knowingness of the heart that says, 
there's nothing to be afraid of with these beings in particular. You know, it's not the race that causes the fear. It was an experience from the epigenetics from maybe a thousand years ago that was still in me now and which I have now erased. Okay, and so the erasing part was the addressing part. Is that correct? The facing of the fear through interaction, through my heart, through discernment, to seeing if there was anything to it, and I didn't find that there was anything to it whatsoever. Right, and so the epigenetic recording was just imagery for the most part, wasn't it? It was imagery connected to emotion. Yeah, and the, the so the emotional... Uh, resonated from the imagery. And that's exactly what television is for. That's what movies are for now. Uh, it, changing quickly. D- don't be too uh, too hard on me here. But it is starting to change because we're starting to recognize. So when you see imagery and you can attach emotion to it and then project it through a, a, a liquid crystal display television, yeah, you're going to get it, is what you just said to me. And if you're half asleep and tired from work, it's going to go subconsciously. You won't even know it's there. You'll start acting like a robot, and you won't know why you're making choices. Well, that's why I watch Desperate Housewives. I mean, whatever, (laughs) Housewives. When I go to sleep, I love falling asleep to that. I was wondered. (laughs) I was... Is that the name of the show, anyway? I have no idea. Okay. Yeah, I just... uh, I, I don't think we could we could say it any better. That's that's beautiful for me. Is the recording system that we have loves uh, attachment through our repeat visualization, which is not necessarily through the eyes. So as I epigenetically record a version of humans here, I started two thousand years ago, and I put the trauma in you over and over and over again, you saw it, you recorded it. And by the way, while I was doing it, I threw in some other images that may complement this version of humans, evolution of humans I want now. So the real game is right now, but I started 2000 years ago. How would I do it? Well, I'm going to put in a couple sweet little pictures. So when I get down to year 2023, I can scare the crap out of a whole civilization and I can put fake, fake images in the sky and everybody will believe it. That is correct. How about if we add some sonics and some music and some rhythm and some lyrics to that? Why not? Let's, 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 uh, let's uh, install it comprehensively and we would use harmonics and that would be your recording system. Yeah, uh, you're everyone on this call right now. Anyone who's listening, you're a two thousand year old, two thousand twenty three year old recording system, and I can do it um, by playing. Today, you're listening to a lot of birds around me. I can sing with the birds, and I can record that, or I can I can sit in wars and be shell shocked, uh, and then I, and then the next generation will get the shell shock. Um, I was pretty heavy handed this week about. Um, the way we are self-euthanizing ourselves through um, uh, birth control. You're, you're destroying your race by using birth control, um, et cetera, et cetera. Our biosphere is, is designed to record uh, things 
And if you look at a tree, it, it, you can see what it's gone through, whether it was a forest fire or otherwise. We're all designed to epigenetically record. This version of humans has been enhanced so dramatically that now it executes what it has seen, what is it experienced for 2,000 years, and now it's actually, you're actually seeing the deliverable now we're going to build plastic cars and think that they're sexy and by the way, charge more for them because uh, we, we, we love, we love plastic cars now that look sexy. It's, it's, it's all, it's all manufactured and constructed in our epigenetics. Does that make sense? Thank you for sharing that. And I would like to fill the audience in on a little bit more of what you were saying, because during the conference calls, we had a very, very lovely person ask you about the, gray alien video and if we were all going to turn out that way and your reply was what you just said if we keep going down this line of birth control and gmo and vaccinations etc etc absolutely we could turn into that but we do have a choice and that's what we're talking about here today everything of the mind and of the emotion that is manipulated that is not really us will take us further into making choices away from our spirit and what Q is doing so brilliantly and has been doing is bringing us into our heart and into our spirit so that we can make a choice authentically from our source connection. Would you like to share anything on that? Yeah, it's, um, it, it's, it's a fantastic story, folks. I, I know it is. And I'm doing my best to to gravitate you to all that is and all that will ever be is 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 you. It, it's endless. Um, I I have sat with Zora Zora face to face, and I assure you, you can feel my truth. It's impossible for me to lie to you all. Zora's real major question to me was, "Why did you come in as a gray alien?" And no, no, he only used that term because it was the ease of the English language. He didn't consider me a great alien. And I told him this was one way to barter, uh, trade, uh, be an ambassador for many, many different um, deceitful people, very good people all at the same time and find compassion and retrospect in what we want our world to look like. And the timing uh, in which we did that was very critical. In the time we did it, it was very critical. And the results um, were incredible as well. So when we come here from another dimension, uh, the results were... uh, a beautiful, incredible event in the 60s, what you're calling the flower, flower children. Huge, huge wave of beings that add more light. And you saw the result of incredible music, incredible beings. And guess what? We haven't left. And, and that's not exclusively when I came into this reality, but that was one of the components that, uh, that we're capable of doing now. We're really close to, to getting things cleaned up, everyone. Very close. And it, it's my great encouragement to, to use that tool as an awareness system 
hope that helps, Asha. Sorry if I got a little off track there. You never get off track. That was perfect. Now, what many people might not be aware of is that you are doing millions of things all the time, working on different frequencies and very, very active in our ascension, in our safety, in our happiness on so many different levels. And you have a lot of difficult decisions to make. And in the past couple of weeks, you were faced with a very, very important decision to lighten up this planet a lot. And uh, people might feel there was a quite a massive shift in frequency. Did you want to share anything about that or not? Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's a privilege and honor to get asked this question. Um, the reason it's such a privilege and an honor um, is that you have so much respect and appreciation for yourself uh, that you're recognizing the changes in, in the Delta and the differences, whatever words you like. It is um, very difficult uh, position to be in to participate in duality that has so many opportunities. And what I mean by that is Sometimes enough is enough, and you do have to to defend yourself, defend um, survival. And uh, I will talk a little about that. What, how, how much is too much is always going to be a question for me. And I, my my greatest my greatest retrospect will be: Why would we kill life? Why would we destroy creativity? How could you, regardless if you're calling it dark or light, it's still creativity and we chose it. All of us are one. So if someone wants to go and th throw rocks through windows, that's still creativity at some point, isn't it? So who am I to judge that that's not creativity? Who's anybody to judge that? Um, unfortunately, um, that can go to a whole nother level. And when you get enough of us opposing an issue, um, in this universe and others. Um, we have great respect and appreciation for all that is, all that will ever be. Endless creativity. Simultaneously, there was an individual that was uh, a very big uh, uh, component of, of weakening our creative force. And they were removed this, this last couple of weeks. And, it, and it's tough. It's tough information uh, for me to discuss. Um, but when you look outside this universe and you understand their, their uh, overview of us, knowing full well you are just like them. They don't consider you lesser. They consider you us. There was a great, great, great joy and great, great, great celebration when this individual was removed from your universe. And unfortunately, I was the one that had to do it. Uh, you're right. Um, uh, I don't, I know how you get the information. I've never told you the information. And uh, it's amazing how well you can see here like me. Uh, yes, I'm on five different planets right now doing exactly what I'm doing right now. And uh, 
And we do it. This is normal for us. This is very normal context for all of us have the ability to do this. I'm just doing it proactively and know I'm doing it. That's the only difference. Hope that helps. Thank you. Thank you for everything. Thank you for all the choices you're making for our well-being. It means a lot to all of us, I'm sure. And probably not easy for you, but thank you. It's really easy, actually. It's, it's like super easy. That's why it's so easy. Because it's super easy. It's easy peasy. <laughs> okay. It's like you just show up. That's all you have to do is show up. You just go, hi, I'm here. It's like, that's what I'm saying. You guys all have, everyone has this ability. Hi, what do you want to do today? I don't know. What do you want to do? I don't know. I was, I was thinking about a radio show today. So play with my lyrics in the backyard here. That's about it. <laughs> well, that leads us into the next part, which, how did we as human beings on this planet forget what you just said how, how how is that such a foreign thing to most of us and there's no easy answer but oh no those are really easy answer we all okay, know go, what that go is. for it it's, go for it no it's super easy it's called middle school come on <laughs> come okay. on you saw come it. on the, the eighth grade dance getting stand up come on all the guys are listening to me right now what you wouldn't dance with me loser Okay, that's how it happened. I think it's simple, don't you? <laughs> well, that's what it uh, culminated in for sure. Yeah, I would say, uh, you know, the, the dogma the dogma here is so um, well orchestrated, organized, delivered through a very, very long period of time. And that that dogma for me was about the the, do, the the constructive dogma here today. Uh, this is this is what th- this is my great great gift to everyone. If there is such a thing, is the individuals that were creating the dogma uh, roughly one thousand eight hundred years ago are the same ones appreciating it now. Believe it or not. So you got to remember the beings that are controlling your dogma today are the same ones 1,800 years ago. So the first goal was always to get identity established in time. And I know I've talked a lot about that. So if I can get you to believe you're late, early, whatever, if I can get you to measure anything, that was their greatest tool. So as long as you can, you you believe there's a, a construct of measurement, a uh, 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 limitation, then that was their greatest tool. And then if I can get you to believe you're something, that was their second greatest tool, time. And then after that, you can roll out everything else, money, business development, construction, everything is related to in this dogmatic situation. Is is a is a gross summary of the development of of the Western world, at least. Uh, if I can get you to believe in time, if I can get you to believe in time and identity, I got you. That's that's how it worked. That's true, and it's a simplistic arrival of where we are. But I I certainly accept that and receive that. The history of humanity and this earth is 
so vast no one could ever really bring it into words. But Steven Spielberg has made a movie, Star Wars, to sort of bring it all into picture form for us. And as you said, we can't judge him. If we look at his family lineage, perhaps he made some choices to outgrow some of the dark from that lineage to give back to humanity to maybe make some choices because some of these dark beings that are so brilliant, perhaps they want to change too. So some of them are making changes. So I think Spielberg and his group for making a choice to add to the light, even though there are things they have done, which I do not agree with. But with Star Wars, there was Darth Vader's group and that group represented a group that we could say chose to be on a different team than the creation lightship. Is that fair? The dark has, um, thank you very, thank you very, very much for that question. It's perfect, of course. <clears throat> What do you think about that one? <laughs> Those birds just love you. That was good. Okay, let's settle down, everyone. I got to talk. All right. So um, I'm in the wild, everyone, and I, I encourage everybody to get the wild. It's our home. The uh, It's our nature. It's our natural. What, what do you call it? Nature. It's just, didn't we get it? It's natural to be outdoors. The, um, the, the, the pleasures, the draw, the incredible robustness, the incredible capacities you have in the dark are undescribable. And that's what you're, you're starting to see here. You get so much power through the brain. The mind, the control, control, control is the scenario I did my best to explain on other planets where you have unlimited knowledge through your brain. Wisdom, as you might say, which is not, it still has a compartment of limitation. The dark enjoys unbelievable control. I noticed that you put up, I think it was, Blue scam. What'd you put on for the people dot space? Blue project. Blue scheme. Blue scheme. You're seeing a black magician sit down in. I I I didn't look at the video, but I I do know the events uh, because I was there. But the 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 magicians they have the ability to control your Senate and your Congress just by using their magic. So I. I have vast amounts of capability with magic and I can see how they can turn it into dark magic very quickly. They can mind control everyone in your Senate and your Congress. No problem. It's very easy for them. The only, and they don't need very many people. I, two or three uh, true black magicians can come through your Senate and get them to change the vote instantly. It's not, it's not a big deal. Just like in star Wars, I can, I can give you great fear if you don't do it, by the way, if you are that strong to overcome me, they'll install great fear in you and you'll do it anyway because they're going to go hang your grandchild upside down on a, on a fence post. So 
the dark enjoys incredibly powerful situations, in, at least on this planet. And it's almost exclusively on this planet for now. The, the, uh, I do not want to disseminate, I don't want to restrict the knowledge that darkness doesn't exist to other places in the universe on this planet because it does. But we'll use Earth as an example. I can control so much here if I have graduated to that highest level of darkness that is potential in a human body, i.e., if I gave a dark being 12 strands of DNA that was completely from the mind, not from the, the heart's completely removed, I have a genius, I have a superhero, I have a warrior that can kill everything, I have an emotionless being, and by the way, I've given them all the wealth on the planet. No emotions, no heart, every resource possible, and they can mind control everyone on the planet. What, you can see the attraction, can't you? Mm, no, but go on. <laughs> of course we can't, but they can't. They don't, they've lost their heart. That's the whole point. They don't have any compassion anymore. They don't have an, an understanding of what nature is. They just want to control it, own it, possess it. That's the best I can do. Once again, excellent. Thank you. So this group, let's call them a group that existed in opposition of the light or, or experiencing the power of using the dark. We could actually call them the empire. You could. You could. So, uh, you know, when you look at the councils, you, if you like to call them the Galactic Federation, that's fine. Um, the councils deal with many of these issues all over the... There's we're, we're talking about billions and billions of planets and endless amounts of races. I'm sorry, everyone, you're not very special. You're just kind of very, very normal and not very good at it either. Forgive me. Uh, I get to be included in that because I'm here too. So the, uh, the, the ones that dis disturb me the most are... So the, the spider beings is a great example of the dark. Uh, the spider beings um, were very close to capitalizing on um, making everybody uh, a lunchbox, lunchbox meal uh, the day of 9-11. So they were going to backfill the dark beings that were going to blow up the world and eat everybody. I'm sorry to tell you that. It, it, it pains me to tell you that. I guess history is a positive. They don't, they don't have any – the spider beings, most of the spider beings I've met, they don't have – um, a consciousness that would recognize uh, compassion. They, you don't. You do not communicate with them. Although you can communicate with them, they're, they're just they do not tolerate communication that goes into deliberation of any kind. It's just forward. That's it. That's my definition of the dark. Uh, how did you decide to do this? Is not you can't even start there. Why did you do that? They, they you don't have an answer for them. No, we just do. They just go. Um, that's my definition of the dark. Is there's there's no negotiations. They just go forward. Does that make sense? Yes. Thank you for your description. 
it, it's very difficult for me to talk about because it brings it into our reality and knowing full well that it is not our reality yet they're trying to get into our reality so here's how you remove this from your reality regardless if it's george bush or otherwise you don't participate you just it doesn't exist you you can create your own reality by saying i am so excited and inspired to go skip in a field with the birds today and have a radio show that doesn't exist i i assure you everyone if you just do what's exciting to you inspired none of these things will exist i guarantee you you're so powerful now that's how it works does that help asha Oh, of course. And this reminds me of one of your incarnations, which I love, which nobody has ever probably heard of before in terms of your expl- your description of it. And I remember you as Emmanuel. Would you like to share about that incarnation, if you want to call it an incarnation? It was really a boring. Like oh, yeah. Everything, <laughs> everything, everything went perfect. It was... It was like shocking that it would things wouldn't. It is actually the most fun is to have uh, things that not out of synchronicity because then when things are so synchronistic in your life, you kind of want to you kind of like in bliss all the time, which is which is of course what we all prefer. Well, when when you're in bliss and all of a sudden you you trip. It's really fun to examine it. Yeah, I hate to say it. So 99% of your day is just bliss. And then 1% of your day is not bliss. It's really wild to examine it. It's just um, amazing. So that's would be my, my gross summary of, of what it was like to be that individual in singularity. But we had so much more capabilities. It must not um, forget that we, we just had more of us in us in, in that individual and so it, it made it very easy the, the best thing about being that role was it was so easy to enlighten everybody so i got a lot of pleasure out of just literally talking to someone and they went from a to z overnight and uh i'm starting to see that happen again i, I get a good exchange with people and we do some good transfer work uh they still have to they still have to work to get out of their environment, if you will, uh, to, to relate to uh, the others that haven't gone through the process, whether they want to participate or not. But we're, we're doing it now, too. So I don't want to be disingenuous to how capable we are now either. Does that help? Thank you. What is the main difference now between the time when you were Emmanuel? <laughs> Um, the diversity of, uh, propaganda, the direction of propaganda. So you're, you're being mind controlled in every direction with your cell phones, your televisions. Um, you don't necessarily process information from your inspiration. You only do it from the mind. Um, that's, that's the biggest issue. Did people recognize you as source then? Yeah, that's what's surprising here now is uh, whether it's you or the mermaid or myself. Um, we usually, when we come into an existence, you recognize us instantly and you roll out the red carpet for us. 
that's not been the case here at all. <laughs> and, uh, usually we have enough capability where we recognize each other from our, you, everyone likes to call them past lives. I am not in favor of that term, but we usually recognize each other. Some people call it spirit, family, soul groups. I, I guess I'm okay with it. I don't know else how else to describe it. Yeah, usually we all recognize each other right from the get-go because we, well, we 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 have so so much no, a frequency knowledge. Um, I don't recognize anybody with identity anymore physically, and I didn't I didn't know I was the only one doing it. That's of course not true. Many people can do it. I many people recognize me, but they don't know why. It's used in it. We use our light. The light is the easiest way to recognize someone, and and then of course the harmonics uh, usually give you away if you're at that level, so to speak. Does that make sense? It does. Did you sing back then to uplift people? Singing was always a tool, if you will. To remember our hymns, you know, if we, uh, <clears throat> if we close our eyes and maybe realize there's more to life than what we have known. And I can't believe I've lived so long. Living lies I knew were wrong inside. I've just begun to see the light. Like that. Can you sing, that a, work? Little, can you sing a little more from your heart, please? <laughs> oh, I just got made. I just got made. Has anybody ever seen three rainbows in a day? I'm looking at three rainbows in a row. I didn't know that was possible. Uh, well, everything's possible. Uh, when you're involved? I guess. I guess. We'll see. We'll see. Well, come on. Tell me more about Emmanuel. I love this guy. That's all you're going to give me? <laughs> uh, what? what I, I'm not real, uh, really... You know what, Asha? I can end this call right now if you push me too hard. Oh, yeah, try it. <laughs> okay. Um, I, again, you know, speaking about speaking about individuality is, is tricky for me because I don't see us as individuals. And uh, uh, it is... Uh, a very, very, very favorite conversation at the same time. What we were able to do um, then is what we're able to do now. So I don't want to, I don't want to take away from that. But when one of us had more, say, light in them, more abilities, it it radiated into a culture, a community, almost instantly, and that's why I'm not comfortable with that situation in its relationship to singularity. Is because it instantly brings in idolization. Um, I know I have the same ability now. I know I change communities now, 
this type of human would uh, has the potential to idolize that because of the ego mind as you started. Well, back then we didn't have the ego mind. We just knew how the 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 template, if you will, of how the light works throughout the universe and some of us just come in with a little more horsepower not not to be more horsepower just to bring in more light so i can't be in your existence if you didn't create this existence so i actually consider everyone here more powerful than me because they created this existence they created this reality they they co-created this biosphere uh I just come in to pump up the tires isn't necessarily a grander position or lesser position for any of us is what I would explain with Emmanuel is we could do it. We could do it. We might say more efficiently. Um, When I talked, you would recognize the light. When I looked at you in your eyes, you got more light when we used our telepathic abilities not the right term for me but you got more light and if you had it you gave it to someone else that that's how powerful we were that does that make sense thank you very important points as i have watched you through your i know incarnations is not the correct term because you're not incarnated here but you're experiencing here For example, as Buddha and as Osho, in both of those, as well as Emmanuel, you were adamant to not be idolized. And as in this one as well, to not be idolized, to not create a religion from you. With Buddha, you said, don't create any statues of me. With Osho, you did everything to berate (laughs) all the different religions and to point out that we should just be in our heart. And yet there's religion. And if, and there's no judgment on religion. If, if people are in love with love, live from their heart and that's their religion, that's beautiful. But if we come back to the empire, the empire, as we've talked about it today, the empire itself from transcripts from the Roswell crash from one of your uh, from the pilot, they are claiming that the empire created religion to dogmatically keep us in this state of perpetual reincarnation to keep us as slaves. And you have been coming back again and again and again to say, no religion, just heart. Love is source. Light is source. Let's just be in our heart without any judgment on anyone's beliefs, but to make that quite clear, because without that being clear, there are challenges that people do not deserve to go through from my perspective. Would you like to speak on that? Can you explain challenges as an example? So let's say that, well, for example, in India, uh, there are two sects of one religion. One religion says that the master, who uh, he's a Jaina monk, the Jaina monk 
prayed with his eyes open. And the other sect says, no, he prays with his eyes closed. So they fight amongst each other because uh, the Jaina monk can only be worshipped by those who believe in the open eyes in the morning. And they have to clear out of the temple. And then the closed eye <laughs> Jaina monk worshippers can only come in at night. And those two sects kill each other over the belief of what is right. Is that a good example? Wow. Just really, really go for the juggler, don't you? Just, wow. Um, yeah, a great conversation. Uh, those uh, in the Buddhist times, those existed then too. So um, uh, unfortunately, uh, Buddhism is a great, great example in, in what we did back then, all of us was we realized to go within and there's no, no anything outside of ourselves is outside of ourselves. So um, you instantly have represented why would I think, think, think there is a better way than another way. There's just a preferred way. Um, your key term there was pray to pray to something outside yourself and or, as you know, I'm going to say next, to be prey. Um, so if you're going to pray to something, you're going to be prey to something. I guarantee you. Uh, that's how the mind works. The mind is designed for you to use your unbelievable imaginary super skills from your heart, incredible God-like uh, creative force, and then go pray outside yourself is what you just explained to me. Is there any proper way to be in peace energy? I mean, is there? This aren't you just aren't you just in peace? Exactly. So we look at how the dark has taken very, very sacred words and given them different meanings. And the original meaning of prayer was a heartfelt passion, a heartfelt excitement. So Osho gives the example of uh, a beautiful 18-year-old milkmaiden. She's, she's rushing into town to work to, to meet her lover. And she's so passionate, so excited to meet her lover. And on the way, there is this uh, very, very well-respected priest who is sitting with all of his books piled up underneath a tree. He's about to give a sermon. And she's so passionate about going to meet her lover that she trips over the books and he screams at her. He's so mad at her because she's disturbed his sermon that's about to happen. And she apologizes and helps him clean it up and she runs off to her lover. So there's, who's, who's really in prayer? Who's really in their heart? Who's really in the moment, in the bliss of existence? That's prayer. That's the original prayer was just being in the feeling, the experience of what we love. And they've made it into lectures and ideas and beliefs and dogma that take us out of our heart. And that is the greatest challenge for beautiful, innocent beings on this earth who believe are so innocent. They just want to do it right. Yeah, so what what um 
what Kool-Aid do you want to give them? I mean, what do you want to do? What's the solution? Everything you're sharing. <laughs> oh, oh, that makes me so happy. Thank you. Um, I'm just so excited for us all to fly. I love everybody getting ready to fly again. Nothing matters. Nothing ever matters. Anyone can see. Nothing really matters. And uh, thank you, Freddie Mercury. It's it's just so obvious now. There's no rules in the rule house. And um, let's go crazy. That's that's what that's my greatest suggestion. Does everyone realize he's constantly speaking in songs? <laughs> I know it's like getting old, isn't it? No, I just wish you were singing those those lyrics as you go. <laughs> I know I got interviewed by a couple of opera singers last year. And it was like. You know, we really want to help you. And I go, no, but don't I still sound better because I'm not good at singing? Because I, I think that's more raw. Like having a crappy singer trying to sing, it's actually, it's like a train wreck. You have to watch. You just have to watch. <laughs> I used to take singing lessons and the singing instructor would actually laugh because I was so bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's p- pitch, harmony control yeah it's like okay so great yeah you sound you sound like it could sing but just stop just stop you just stop and uh, yeah yeah um it's it's funny how the piano the piano teachers have such perfect pitch and tone they if they could sing uh, the piano teachers of the world would be the best singers i'm convinced of and that's exactly why beethoven never sang right Well, I love you. Yeah, I love the uh, I love the new artists like Beethoven, <clears throat> Mozart. They're very new. Uh, you know, the I'm t- kind of tired of the old stuff. Prince, you know, Sting. There's they're, they're kind of so old. You know, it's hard to understand them anymore. It's just same old stuff. They come in, sing about enlightenment. Whereas Beethoven and Mozart, you know, they're they're kind of newer, kind of innovative, you know. No, that's the way I see music is um, being facetious, obviously. Um, the uh, we we just have so much opportunity to express ourselves in a new form of communication. Um, I'm uh, really excited when I do look at the projects coming through regarding communication. Uh, poetry, um, you know, when you look at someone who can speak so beautifully with their heart, like a Lucia Nicole Evans, and write it and express it, even even as, as hard as I am on the uh, restrictions of the English language, our heart wins out at the end of the day either way. And song, the harmonics of 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 crappy words are just are just as powerful. And yeah, forgive me for for making flip statements about the English language, but it's, it, it's just such a great opportunity for us to start making micro hymns. Not, we don't need to do 20 minute songs, five minute songs, just the way in which here's an example of the way we're used to speaking on other realities. It sounds that you really want to communicate with me is that 
true. It's much slower. Much care is given. Greater care is given to feeling and identifying with another being. That's why the names we have for each other outside of here continually change. Names are for how I see you. Asha, Ashi could be the same way I see you one day. Because the way you're feeling, the way you're looking, the way you're experiencing, the way you're expressing yourself. Asha, Ash, Ashi, Ah. Ashu could be the same person. Does that make sense? Mm. Mm. See, it works, doesn't it? Mm. Now I can feel your heart. I can feel your intentions. Wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. Don't be tricking me now. This is my show. The birds are filling in for me. Yeah, they are. It's pretty cool. Think anybody's listening to that? Well, I certainly feel a lot of love. You want to try and take some questions? Or you got more topics for me? Well, I know we have a guest coming on the next show, so I, I just really wanted to share with everyone, if you ever doubt humanity, please put in a project and come on to these conference calls with you because your faith in humanity will be renewed and refreshed and riveted. These people sending in their projects and communicating with us in the conference calls are so magnificent, so beautiful, so full of love, so wanting to give. I just sit there in tears, just feeling how much they want to help. And I thank everyone who's submitted a project. And if you could feel you in these conference calls, it would just transform everybody because he is 1 million percent there feeling, supporting, holding, loving these beings, helping them see their greatest light, their greatest qualities, their greatest attributes, everything wonderful, bringing it to the surface, surface of who they are. And they're, they feel to me so transformed just after spending this time with him. So thank you, Q, for creating this. And thank you to Christopher and Kristen. Thank you so much for creating this beautiful opportunity for everyone. It is literally energetically transforming this whole realm. I, I just feel it every single time. And it's all of us. It's well, everyone just joining in. So thank you, Q. Thank you. Yeah, it's so great to have all the counselors. Obviously, um, there's... Uh, we're up to five, six of us, seven, a lot more coming in, and they're all here for you. And we have other uh, translators and locations. Don't get to, so I know there's a lot of people around the world listening to us. Uh, we will accommodate the time zones as we populate um, the projects. And everyone's a project. Everything's a project. I like to basket weave as a project. We don't care. Um, the one thing that's I, I think people are starting to figure out, Asha, what if, what if 8 billion people, what if 8 billion people purchased a subscription to BBS radio and every month we gave the money back to the project holders? I wonder if people have figured that out yet. So 8 billion times 10 bucks would be $80 billion. 
What if we just gave it away every week to the project holders? What? No one, didn't anyone figure that out yet? This is, this is your redemption process, folks. We, we can do it on our own. You don't need, you don't need anything outside yourself. Just participate. That's all, all we're getting at. We're going to destroy the system with the system. Okay. And, and it's just, it's, it's super easy. All you have to do is be inspired. You just you just really want to do something, show up, get your project in. We're going to find your resources through our collective collaboration. And I love you. I didn't realize we were going to segue like that, but I think that was really perfect. As always. And that's and because I, I don't think. That's right. So that's should we take a few minutes? Yes, yeah, should we? Forgive me. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, so that's why you brought up the lottery last time yeah it's just comical that no one wins every week so you know we'll we'll just go ahead and come on i gotta use it we're gonna trump that (laughs) (laughs) good one yeah no dream is too big let's just get her done um should we take a little bit of a break before our next show if you don't mind yeah, let's get acquainted with our guests. Thank you so much. And if there were any callers, we're sorry. Next week, hopefully. Yeah, I I like the callers. I really, really would suggest everybody start a project. You can talk to me all you want because we're going to have a lot of access to each other. And, and away we go. Yeah, you don't want to miss that. All right. Uh, yeah, Don, uh, BBS Radio, I think we're, we'll call it a day. It's just so we can um, uh, get a refreshment or two. And um, and I thank everyone. I thank everyone for showing up today and being in our time and space and our day. It's uh, a privilege and an honor to connect with you in these, these ways we do. Um, I love, love, love you. Have a beautiful day. Asha, please. Thank you, Q. And we love everyone. Thank you for being here. We appreciate you so much. And hopefully we see you on the next show. Bye-bye, everyone. Woohoo!